0: You're listening to a podcast from Blogging Heads TV. (laughs) Hi, Mickey. Hey, Bob. Hey, you got some scope there—the breath freshener that uh, of the of the young man on the go. It's more than a breath freshener, Bob. Uh, Is it a a candy mint and a breath mint?
1: No, it's a a floor
0: wax and a dessert topping. It's a COVID fighter. Oh, I thought that was Listerine. You did. You don't have to actually do the gargling on oh, camera, much less spit the stuff out. Mickey, Mickey. Um <laughs> what? Wh- wh- what? I thought it was I thought I caught something online about Listerine. Somebody present, recommending Listerine. Present presented in its most graphic
1: form. Um the answer is I'm pretty sure that the ingredient in scope and Listerine kills the virus, sort of. Uh but of course there's no substitute for Bleach. getting vaccinated. But uh it's one of the things that kills the virus. Apparently, Pepsi also kills the virus, bizarrely. Luckily, one of us is guzzling Pepsid. But uh, Senator Johnson got in trouble for suggesting that constituents use mouthwash. Uh, but it does, it does help a little. It just doesn't kill it in the nose, which is the problem. Um, so I, since I'm now completely panicked about COVID again, I decided to gargle.
0: Well, last what week you were assuring us that there had been no reported deaths from Omicron. And by the know, way- I don't know if there I have was, been now. Go ahead. Well, there was a big pronunciation issue about Omicron last week. and you I got was, a lot of um, grief for that. I was unfairly derided online. Here's what happened. I mistakenly <laughs> said Omicron without realizing, I don't think it's Omna. I don't think there's, a, there, there's an N there. I just said it. I just made a minor slip, as befits a man my age- and then you said, no, that's wrong. It's Omicron. And I thought we were arguing about whether it was ah uh or oh. So I stood by my guns and maybe I repeated Omicron again. I don't know. But, but what I meant was both Omicron and Omicron are acceptable, not to mention apparently Omicron in Britain. And uh, according to the ancient Greeks, I think you don't even have to have the N at the end. Anyway, I was, it was really an unfair, it was like a lynch mob online and um, I'm still hurting. It's These things are painful.
1: I got, I got a, I got a, a very strange email from a mutual friend of ours. That said, "Mickey, I was touched that you let Bob off the hook for his Omnicron mistake." And I well, you said, "You have I, to
0: tell us who this was."
1: Uh, tell was, us in the parrot room. I'll tell you in the parrot room. <laughs> oh but, uh, boy! It, it, it was, it anyway, it was very odd because I don't think I did let you off the hook. I gave you grief. Okay.
0: But, uh, but then, you did, I understand.
1: You did. I understand the misunderstanding now.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, um, the the answer is we're both senile. So okay. So anyway, back to Omicron. You, last uh, week you were you were saying there you were uh, saying there had been no deaths. We should feel hopeful. I'm not you, sure there no has long- been,
1: and then and then WHO put out a press put out a statement saying there had been no deaths. So that would turn out to be right. Have there been deaths by now? I just don't know. There was a tweet by a scientist saying, hey, you know, at this stage in a pandemic, we should be seeing more deaths if it was virulent than not. And the evidence seems to be that it's milder than the Delta variant. Uh, it, it, it The jury is still out, uh, just how much milder. And uh, it does seem to affect... Uh, Unvaccinated people way more than vaccinated people uh but the jury's out because it it is it's mainly affected younger people who wouldn't normally be killed by uh the covid anyway and it's also in South Africa and in Africa where there's a lot of natural immunity because the thing the thing has already swept through the country so they right. don't quite know what's going to happen but but things are looking up in terms of uh lethality. Uh, of Omicron. Now, uh, there are states like Michigan that are, are are in fact experiencing surges, but I think that's in the old Delta vi- uh, virus, not in the new one.
0: Yeah, that all sounds right. I mean, I think the jury's still out. Death yeah. is a lagging indicator. Well, you would think we would know more by next week when we tape, but yeah. I don't think we know very much. I mean, at least there are no big signs of alarm on the kind of lethality right. front. There's the, a alar- lot. Uh, I mean, I... I, I saw a headline uh, uh, about how, you know, uh, cases were up uh, in in South Africa that turned out to be not so alarming because what they meant was it wasn't that uh, or, or or cases were up among hospitalized people in South Africa. But it turned out that, that most of those were people who had come into the hospital for other reasons. And then they did the test as a matter of course. Right. And it turned out they were positive, but they hadn't even been symptomatic. Right. And in fact, total hospitalizations weren't up. so. Um, uh, that seems like n- not alarming.
1: Right. But the, yes, anyway, um, the, uh, what I want to know is, you know, if suppose, you know, it is, it is theoretically possible Omicron might not be this virus, but it's theoretically possible to have a virus that is a uh, very competitive that outcompetes all the other viruses and is not lethal at all, in which sure. case it would be a boon to humanity because it would be spreading immunity all around without killing anybody. Okay. If Omicron isn't that, why can't we engineer that? I why thought about that. Why can't we yeah. create the, uh, the uh, Holy Grail, Savior, quizots Hyderac virus uh, and, uh, and release it out
0: of the world? Now, you would think, uh, I mean, I was going to say maybe the science isn't advanced enough, but, it, but, it, but you would think if they have identified any uh, genetic sequences in it that they know are responsible for pathological effects, right, that like, I don't know, help it get embedded in your lungs or whatever, yeah. and they just change that one thing, that would be an improvement, right? You, right. You, <laughs> but, but you would think they would do this with every virus, though, right? Well, we rarely have a virus with stakes this high. I mean, you know, uh, there hasn't been this kind of focus. In fact, I continue to be amazed by how much we don't know. Like, for example, you know, initially we heard, well, they'll have a vaccine for this uh, in a few months. Uh, And then last week's news was actually uh, there's reason to think that even though they can tailor make the vaccine to the new variant, it may be a property of immune responses that they have a natural tendency to default to to fight the variant that was the original source of immune protection. Like so... So, uh, you know, they just kind of go back to, uh, to fighting um, the last war, so to speak. And, and, and I know they meant that to apply to vaccines, uh, you know, people whose, whose uh, immune protection was due to vaccines and maybe uh, people who had natural Im- immunity through infection. But anyway, there's suddenly doubt on that front.
1: I don't understand. Um, you, you, you have a vaccine
0: to the new virus. Why wouldn't it fight the new virus? Apparently, I mean, as I understand it, Like, if my system, now that it's been vaccinated to fight whatever it was, alpha or beta, whatever, whatever let's call it alpha, even though I don't think it was that. I think there was a variant before that that the the vaccine was tailor-made to. But let's call it alpha. Let's say that my Pfizer is geared to alpha. Uh, As I understand it, the idea is that if the immune system sees anything very close to alpha, it just sends out uh, the exact... Uh, s- antibodies that fit uh, alpha, you know, like that sort lock of makes and key. Sense.
1: Cause it, it That sort of makes sense because the immune system isn't going to uh, identify every part of a new virus before it responds. It sees a little part that it recognizes and it springs into action. So, right, yeah.
0: right. Yeah. But oh, you well, would I think also I, think that – you would ahead. think in the long run there would also be a, a, a mechanism to eventually – understand what's going on and refine it's the immune system yeah. for next time around or something, but who knows?
1: Are, well, but, but was this, this idea of engineering the, the perfect
0: virus is that gain of function research? I think it's what it is. Oh, I I think it would be. I mean, I think, because I think the question of whether it's, you know, loss or function or gain of function is, is, is semantic probably. Yeah. I mean, if you, you know, if you're replacing a sequence, I assume it is. Um, and uh yeah, but, uh, but I wondered the exact same thing, and maybe someday. Mm, but uh, yeah, well, someday we'll all be doing it in our backyards. Meanwhile, this week's Brett Weinstein tweet on COVID, he's talking about, I don't know if he's talking about a specific vaccine mandate, like maybe the one in New York City that just came down, or he's talking about Biden's, the one that's being contested in the courts, the Biden initiative, but he, he tweets, Not for this disease, not with these vaccines, not by these authorities. The orders are immoral and our obligation to reject them is crystal clear. Worked out and codified explicitly at Nuremberg, it is time for us, all of us, vaccinated or not, to stand up, which is a hashtag, against the mandates. I thought Nuremberg was. You know maybe a little over the top <laughs> I I mean I mean it's not um, the same as uh, as Auschwitz I guess and I guess uh nuremberg well, they, did entail I assume yeah. bans on um, on experiment involuntary uh, medical experimentation or something on people uh, I you, you be, beats me um the uh, it, it, it my interpretation of that is
1: that the anti-vax mandate movement is gaining steam the Senate has now voted against it. Uh, which is against bre- Biden's against, against Biden. Biden's
0: vaccine yeah. mandate, and uh, so yeah, it was Manchin Brett- and and, and Te- John Tester, right? right. Who so d- Brett defected.
1: Brett has to be more radical than that because he's Brett Weinstein, so he has to go all the way to Nuremberg. Uh, the uh, but you know he has he has the factors right. I mean, is if 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 the, if this disease were incredibly lethal, like smallpox, and the vaccine were totally effective, of course you would mandate it. Uh, but if you know, as the disease gets less lethal, and as the vaccine falls short, you know, time again in in many uh, respects, it becomes more problematic to mandate it. And the other problem, of course, is that uh, companies are discovering they're losing their workforce because the the, the workers aren't buying it. So uh, at some point, the workers win. Uh, and, well, and especially with uh, the the latest inflation results. Which color everything at the moment? Uh, people don't want to lose even more workers well, and have. To but pay. we
0: also had literally the best job uh, jobless numbers in fifty years this week.
1: Well, those aren't those so, two aren't contradictory. They're complementary. No, they're
0: not contradictory at all. But but are you? But but I thought you were saying people are staying away from work in droves. Well, there don't seem to be a lot of unemployed people.
1: But I, I I'm saying if 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 UPS loses half of its workers, it will have to pay. It'll cause a supply bottleneck, which will drive up prices. And it will uh, be forced to pay more to lure them back. So uh,
0: yeah, I mean, but, you know, that's I mean, also I've said all along to... this: this disease is a close call in terms of, you know, what it warrants because it's not that that lethal. But that said, you know, there is the other side of the inflation argument, which is that what will bring in inflation under control is getting COVID under control. You can definitely make uh, that argument, and that's I think. Uh, part of the impetus behind Biden's uh, oh, vaccine sure. mandate. So right, but it's, now, it, it's a tough one.
1: Uh, the inflate, the inf- with the, with the 6.8% inflation uh, that's uh, was that over the, that must be year to year. right? That must not it's, be. It's year to it's year. It's, year. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, um, so it's not 6.8% in one month. So, uh, uh, you know, that has to be job one for him at the moment is fighting inflation. Not, not, uh, you know, Certainly not getting the economy well, well, back. Right. The but economy my point is, is, back.
0: is but my point is there's two arguments about how you fly, fight inflation. One is you got to get covid under control. That motivates the vaccine mandate. You're saying one way to get it under control is drop the vaccine mandates so that workers won't rebel against them, right? That's what you're saying? Right. And and I guess I guess
1: I guess I'm thinking also the hope of getting the covid under control is fading as more and more variants are discovered you know, after Omicron, it's going to be something else. They've already discovered Omicron light, which evades the PCR test. So I don't think it's especially lethal, but it evades the PCR test. And what if Omicron, you know, turns out to be non-lethal or relatively non-lethal, but then it mutates and becomes more lethal while retaining its uh, ability to spread. Then we're in the supicate, right? So, um, uh, well, I, I wouldn't. If I were Biden, I would not stake my presidency on controlling the virus anymore.
0: No, I mean I, I've. Uh, I mean I, I agree that it's not. It's not looking good uh, for the the final death of of all variants of this virus, like maybe I mean, ever. I don't know. I mean maybe the hope is that they become less and less lethal, or the 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 uh, therapeutics, the, the the medications, the antiviral medications become decisive. I heard an alarming thing on that front, which is, you know, the Pfizer, the Pfizer one is apparently very effective. There's a Merck one that I thought was uh, generically the same kind of drug. And 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 both, the good news is both would, would apparently uh, work against Omicron. But I heard that uh, there is concern. I heard this about Merck and I hope it doesn't apply to Pfizer, but that there's concern that it would actually uh, foster uh, new variants somehow, in some way, I don't understand that one thing that I think kind of has to happen just psychologically is that those of us who are vaccinated have to put some faith in the idea that uh, yeah, there's a real chance of getting sick if you go out in the real world, but the you know what the vaccines have done for our T cells mean, and and I guess to some extent for for the antibody uh, production mean it's just not a highly lethal disease the way it was it, you know you just you're just much less likely to get hospitalized or die than you were before you got vaccinated bring it on don't bring uh, it on i was I, I was,
1: ca- I was fe- just you know i always believe in generalizing for my own personal feelings uh i was feeling pretty invulnerable before uh due to the vaccine before omicron hit and the question is why do i feel vulnerable now i mean i'm in a i'm in a a uh, you know highly vulnerable group, uh, but um, and I won't tell you what group that is, Bob. Uh, but um, wait, wait now, now I'm curious. Is that parrot room? No, it's just I'm, there... I'm, I'm I'm above I'm older than sixty-five. You... So so
0: I didn't realize you are you. I didn't realize that. I didn't even know you were over fifty. Thank you, Bob. Uh, it's the lighting. It's the it's really the lighting. We so, we invested a lot of money uh, in the
1: lighting, Bob. Uh, I have, a, I have a super lighting set behind me that I haven't installed. Uh, anyway, the and why is it that Omicron and Delta, I guess it was Delta, have, have scared me again? Uh, I don't quite know. I mean, I guess it's, it's just because uh, it, it Delta isn't more lethal than what was there before, so I don't understand.
0: No, Delta uh, especially sh- shouldn't. And also the vaccines are pretty damn effective against Delta, especially with a booster. And supposedly Pfizer is, is, uh, is saying that, uh, a booster, you know, if you've got three shots, you're in pretty good shape yeah. against Omicron. At the same time, I understand why the Brett Weinsteins of the world, uh, you know, do their kind of conspiracy theories. Cause it does sound suspiciously convenient for Pfizer to say, we've looked into this. And if everyone will, will buy even more of our vaccines, it will right. all be okay. Right. The, um, uh, Anyway, uh, so the, I, final- I guess I
1: guess I want to wait until until they have some killer treatments. I guess that's my argument before I get this thing. But I can get it again
0: later. So why why don't I go ahead and get it now? You know, then I can totally <laughs> um, just get it. Uh, relax and party. Final uh, Pfizer related comment. Pfizer chief executive Albert Berea. I saw a picture of him wearing a face mask that said, "Science will win." I just really advise against that. I don't under, I don't think he understands the nature of the psychology of the tribal tensions in a place like America. But if I, he thinks that's like a good idea But that's no but it's that's not a good You know, idea.
1: that that's another bonus of Biden going soft on the vaccine mandate, which is it diffuses the tribal tensions. Right now the you know, the Trumpers yeah. hate the mandate and although there are a lot of left wingers who hate the mandate too, as as I think we discussed, especially around here, there's a whole bunch of of liberals who hate the vaccine mandate. Uh and they're cooperating with the Trumpers. So it's you know it's
0: These are probably leftists more than liberals, right? Yeah, I mean, they're I mean they're, they're health done. Kind of people
1: people, you know, don't don't want to eat yeah. fried food. I so see, I either, see. Yeah, yeah, they don't yeah. want to they're not going to take vaccines. Um the greens. And uh, uh but anyway it would diffuse there would be a anti tribal bonus. If he re- if he relaxed the vaccine and relaxed the sort of yeah. the shrill uh science versus troglodytic Trumpers uh, you know, divide, uh that would be good. Um, can I talk about uh we have some other other topics to talk about. We have the Build Back Better plan, we have Epstein, uh uh we have um
0: Okay. Let's uh, start with Build Back we Better have Ukraine. I, I just- we have what? Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, Let's go down that list now. I want to. Uh, the only reason I'm willing to do BBB early. Normally, I try to push boring stuff to the end. But there is this interesting Elon Musk angle, which is that you know, Elon Musk has come out against Build Back Better, right? Well, he he came out it's against such bullshit. He
1: came out against ca- subsidies, but a lot of the subsidies are in the bill that already passed, not in Build Back Better. I think.
0: Well, I, he I said. May be wrong. Uh, he, Maybe they're he, in he, said, bad, but... he said, quote, better, honestly, if the bill doesn't pass. Now, he does base that on what he says is opposition to all subsidies. But remember, Tesla has already exhausted its subsidies, right? Because the way those subsidies work is each manufacturer of electric vehicles gets a subsidy on the first 200000 yeah. sold. So he got his and he enjoyed them. Well, but I, now I mean, he's this, done and he's against them.
1: Well, I, and, and now he has competitors who want them. Right, and he, he'd like to strangle those competitors.
0: I mean, what so, transparent bullshit! You know, who does he think we are, Mickey? Who does he I, think we are? I tweeted
1: that right away, Bob. You didn't fool me. Oh, did
0: you? Well, God, God bless
1: you. Uh, God bless you. But there are there are all sorts of uh, competitors, Rivian and Lucid, and I don't quite. I I still, I I you know, I I saw, I saw a sheet from a pro subsidy group that I convinced me that there are some useful things subsidies could do, for example, building out in rural areas and uh, you know, that uh so uh I'm not completely against electric car subsidies, but I think basically, you know, you look around here, it's it's happening. It's the government can't stop it. Uh and, and 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 helping them will probably waste money and might risk, you know, fucking things up if the government picks the wrong standard or builds things that don't work or or, you know, institutes a lot of requirements if you want to build a charging station you have to do x y and z i mean there're charging stations at the mall down the street okay uh
0: that's cuz their customers demand it
1: there are so many How long many... does it
0: take how long does it take to get charged i don't know i think for me I... that's the one of the killers right um uh, the, 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 different cars have you know some of them
1: have a fast charge function where you can do half or 80% in half an hour uh that's, I assume, what we'd want. Um, you can you can tweet in the meantime. Just surf surf the web. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, this people are going to say this inflation number is a killer for the Build Back Better plan, which was already it was already pretty implausible that it would pass by the end of the year anyway. And this is just going to st- allegedly strengthen Manchin's hand, and it's a legitimate worry. If, if 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 inflation is our number one worry, why inject all this money into the economy it, it's not uh completely paid for apparently in the first years uh so why inject well, that, the, that's a problem why is inject the, the money it, it, now
0: That's the problem um, is that the inflationary effect is front loaded. the the, yeah. the revenue comes in the back years right you know it gets back to my chronic complaint that 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 politicians are afraid to actually go out and get revenue the way you should by right. taxing right. Uh, people, especially rich ones. The
1: other, the, um, other, the
0: mansion. Th- yeah, go ahead.
1: The other thing is, a lot of the things in it are crap. The child care plan—we've been through this. You
0: oh, know, are you? The, you are you not in favor of the child? The child tax credit?
1: Uh, no, I'm talking about the child care plan, the daycare plan. Okay, okay.
0: Which, which so not, Matt Brunig, that, Stroud, Matt Brunig look, to would Matt would decrease well, costs
1: on the middle class for three years, and the 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 pre-K plan is sort of a fraud. And, and what uh, do you say? Et cetera, et cetera. Do so, you s- so why why have inflation if this is the if this is the pile of crap we're getting? The child care, the child tax credit, at least sort of works as intended, sort of almost. Go ahead.
0: Oh, that's the sunniest I've ever heard you about it. But what, but what do you say to the people? It's just a social disaster. Say, what do the people you say to people who say, well, Mickey, if you want workfare, if you want to, you know, in your ideal world, you would deny. Uh, for example the child tax credit to people who aren't working you would deny various things people aren't working don't you at least have to provide them child care you know make it easy for I'm them for to do that I'm for childcare
1: I'm I'm not against yeah. childcare I got it huge... it
0: you're against? What I'm against, you're against
1: I'm against the plan I'm against first I'm against a plan that's so ill drawn that oh. it doubles the cost of childcare The problem isn't that they're paying so money for childcare You're in favor child...
0: of people taking care of their children no. you're coming out firmly no, in favor of that. No the problem with this
1: is that bob they're trying to do two things at once They're trying to Subsidized childcare so people can afford it, and they're trying to double the pay of childcare workers. These two are in conflict because doubling the pay of child care workers makes child care less affordable. If they just picked the one and said we're going to subsidize childcare, I'd be all for it. But they don't they're you know, they're 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 trying to to do these two contradictory okay. things at the same time and they ha- they don't quite have it right. Okay. So uh so you're against that, half of it.
0: Now, by the way, no, I, I, I realize you could, you, could, yeah. once you
1: once once you've provided enough childcare, then you can raise start raising the wages, but don't try to do it all at once. You know, uh, do both halves.
0: Okay, midweek I had an epiphany. Uh, something. What's the French term for the thing you you finally realize you should have said at the time? It means top of the staircase or something. Sprit d'escalier. Precisely, uh, and you pronounce that well, by the way. The um uh. You know, you were complaining last time about how inflationary BBB is, and I just realized like your whole ideology is inflationary. I mean, your two big Trumpist things are raise tariffs, clearly inflationary, Trump's tariffs no doubt were inflationary, and uh, restrict immigration, which is also uh, inflationary. Or look at it another way, it it, it takes a, a... kind of anti-inflationary tool out of your toolkit because you can't import the low-wage labor. I'm not saying either policy doesn't have other it's, justifications. I'm not going to argue about the policies. I'm just going to point out your ideology is deeply inflationary in impact.
1: It's inflationary, but then I want to neuter unionism,
0: so that has, that works in the other direction. Speaking of which, Starbucks, uh, baby. Um, Starbucks. You heard about the Starbucks, the first ever Starbucks voted to unionize in Buffalo, you, New York.
1: Don't you get like – just going to starbucks doesn't it seem like a dying brand do, well you, since the do pandemic, you want to go to starbucks I in, anymore
0: i haven't been in much i used to go in mainly when i was in the city and since the pandemic you know i haven't been there much yeah. um uh, god i don't know if i've been to a starbucks honestly in, in well there you go you're years. the
1: harbinger of doom um i
0: i've one more what
1: the one more point about the bbb which is the the child tax credit which i oppose but a lot of people support is expiring at the end of the year if the if the big BBB bill does not pass, there is obviously going to be a move to extend the child tax credit so the checks don't stop. Uh, Pelosi says she won't do that as a way of forcing people to pass the big bill. Obviously, she's going to cave uh, if if the, and they're going to try to pass just a bill extending the child tax credit at the last minute. The problem is it has to pass the filibuster. I think unlike BBB, which is Part uh, done through reconciliation. If you just have a bill saying we're extending the child tax credit, it's got to go through the Senate and get sixty votes. It might get sixty votes because the child tax credit is unfortunately quite popular. But um, uh, that that's an interesting wrinkle that we're facing as 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 the end of the year draws to a
0: close. I thought that was in. Well, it, it, are you saying it is in BBB? But because BBB won't pass, they have to deal with it by the yes. end of the year. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. And, and my line is if they let it
1: expire, nobody would really notice except the politicians. And they should, uh, you know, there'll be stories from in the press about, oh, I really wish I had that $300 a month. But in, in terms of actual voter sentiment, it, 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 it will be not very important. And that will be the, that's the thing that the Democrats most fear is that they'll kill it and nobody will notice. Well, didn't you just say it's popular? It's popular amongst the senators, yes. Oh, but it's 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 one of the least popular things among voters because the voters seem to see it as a temporary covid thing. They don't understand why it's permanent. They support it during covid when everybody was out of a job and you had to push money out the door and get some money to them. But they don't support making it permanent. The politicians support making it permanent.
0: Why and why do they support it in spite of the fact that the people don't? don't Because it's
1: it seems like a benign thing. They don't. They you know they've forgotten about welfare reform and they they uh, they see it. It, it, It's become one of these things like immigration reform where everybody's for it and they have panels of four people and all four people are for it and they think it's a balanced panel. Uh, And it's sort of a it sort of has sort of libertarian aspects because it's like a guaranteed income. So no no must, no fuss, the government just sends out checks. It doesn't try any of this paternalistic workfare, and uh you know, it's it's pro natalist and it's pro family, so it can have mothers uh care for their kids at home, so conservatives like it, and and nobody nobody is forcefully making, except for AEI, the half of AEI, uh American Enterprise Institute, that it's anti work. Uh everybody's forgotten the concept of the culture of poverty which was on everybody's lips in the
0: 90s. I would think uh, that politicians may be calculating that whether or not it's at the front of the minds of voters, when an election comes around, if your opponent can say, you are the reason they're not getting their their child tax credit, or I am the reason they are, um, you know, that's that's not nothing, because enough people
1: are benefiting from it. Two two things. One is Republicans are going to make an issue of the work... have given off occasional hints that they will make an issue of the – that we were paying people not to work. Uh, and the second thing is uh, people in the middle class get these checks and they don't – I'm not sure they know why they're getting it. They don't think they deserve it. They don't – you know, they're, they're public-spirited enough that they say, why am I getting this $300? And the poor people who are getting the $300, there aren't, just aren't enough of them to swing the election. They're all, they're okay. all democratic anyway.
0: What was um, next on our agenda? Uh, Epstein. Okay. Yeah, Epstein, the Ghislaine they- trial continues. There were there were pictures. Pictures were released of Ghislaine and and Epstein. Yeah. The um. Everybody thinks that the prosecution is
1: doing very badly, and that Ghislaine might be acquitted. Uh. And the prosecution does seem to be doing very badly, and they haven't called Virginia Roberts, who is one of the main victims. They have four victims. Your your girl Farmer is coming up, or she may have testified today. Uh, she's the fourth. Uh, but there were some problems. One of them was above the legal age in London where they, she supposedly had sex with Epstein. Uh, others had various sort of uh, problems on cross-examination. Uh, they they started the trial by interviewing the pilot who testified he never saw anybody having sex or any underage girls on the plane. That wasn't a good first step for the prosecution. And it's... the. the they have young prosecutors or inexperienced, against a very a team of seasoned uh, lawyers, and and why why would you do that if you wanted to win the case? This should be a slam dunk case. There's voluminous evidence that Maxwell was helping Epstein procure these women, and and why would they lose it? Answer: They don't care about it, or they're intentionally blowing it. Specifically, they want to keep new conspiracy theory.
0: I like new conspiracy theory.
1: They want to keep the big names out of the case. So that that is the ominous uh, aspect of Virginia Roberts not testifying. She's the victim who says she has sex with big name A, big name B, big name C. I forget exactly who the big names are, but one of them is, I believe, Dershowitz. Don't sue me if I'm wrong. Is and, she
0: the one in the picture
1: with Prince Andrew? Yes. And the other one is... Uh, and she's underage at that point, right? I don't know about that point, but she says she had sex when she was underage. And the other one is George Mitchell who who fits the, the number the you know the, the 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 one of the basic underlying conspiracy theories which is uh I heard a I heard an interview Vicky Ward gave and one of the theories is uh Robert Maxwell Vicky
0: Ward is of the, the Vanity Fair reporter who first covered all this Right
1: she's one of the first people and uh yeah. she um one of the theories is that, that you know Epstein, Maxwell introduced Epstein to the Mossad at a time when Israel was very worried that the incoming Clinton administration would continue to pursue Jimmy Carter's policies, which they regarded as too hostile to Israel. So, uh, gee, Epstein then goes and compromises Bill Clinton and uh, George Mitchell, who later became Mideast uh, peace envoy, uh, and a bunch of people who actually could help— you know, help Israel if 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 he were to have blackmail power over them. So uh, Wait, you said
0: you you the, said Epstein introduced. Ghislaine that's why Mitchell. To the Mossad.
1: That's why Mitchell is
0: important. What Epstein introduced? Did you say Epstein introduced Ghislaine to the Mossad? No, or Ghislaine.
1: No, Ghislaine's father, Ghislaine's Robert father Maxwell, introduced, introduced Epstein to the Mossad. Okay, that was um, uh, and and she made a bunch of other points which I wrote down somewhere, but go ahead.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a long standing, you know, thing, uh Mossad involvement. Um yeah. I mean a long standing speculation. Right, and she says it's very
1: speculative. There's there's a CIA agent who testifies to this, but and he was a CIA agent, but nobody knows quite whether to believe him.
0: Because uh, you know, her her father, Robert Maxwell, I think pretty clearly was uh a Mossad asset or something, right? And possibly an asset it, of other national spy agencies. The, and his death was pretty damn mysterious. And he's buried in Israel, but they seem to think he had a falling out with the Mossad. And he did die, as you put it, mysteriously. The um, uh, and who delivered? And who delivered the Kaddish, Is it at his funeral? Is that the term, Kaddish? Had Leon? It? No. <laughs> then I don't know who. Uh, I believe it's Tony Blinken's biological father. Oh, okay. Um I mean let's go let's go all the way with the conspiracy theory man Let, let's let's um, let's but the I, you know I, you wouldn't think that they could keep a name
1: out of a case like this and you they, they sort of promised they would drop a couple of big names and if they do if they do drop no big names even if they win the case there's going to be an outcry that oh they're covering this up the, uh there's uh I I was impressed with the uh, prosecution of Scooter Libby the prosecution managed to prevent a key fact from coming out, which either was a key fact, which is that Libby had accused Chris Matthews of being anti-Semitic. Do you remember Libby called up called up uh, Tim Russert and, and said, "I have some bad things about one of your people at your network," uh, and uh, but they never said what it was. Well, it obviously was that he was accusing Chris Matthews of being anti-Semitic, uh, and I how guess do we, how do we know that it was impressive. Uh, uh, cause uh, I know people who are better
0: reporters than I am. Okay, <laughs> uh, that's why I do. T- um, I do too, by the way, but I but I didn't learn anything like yeah. that. From um, me, but go ahead. Anyway, but they kept
1: it out, so I was amazed they kept it out. So they can, and they can, the prosecution can arrange their case to keep things out. Uh, what what I want to know is if it, if if there is an outcry, for certainly if they lose the case, will they want the head of this new U.S. attorney? I mean, how big a fuck-up can you—what wh- could be a bigger fuck-up than blowing the Maxwell case? Is this uh, Southern District of New York? Southern District of New York. It's a new U.S. attorney, a guy named, I believe, Damian Williams. Uh, and
0: it's the the kind of glamour position among U.S. attorneys, right? That right.
1: District. And, um, he succeeded a very well-respected woman uh, who was the interim after Trump had, remember, fired the earlier US And is attorney. she the one
0: who was responsible He's, for this case happening at all, and then she left?
1: Uh well I don't I've, anybody would have brought the case, but she had a good reputation, that's all. Um But did she bring the case? I mean yeah, is the reason the that
0: Galen, uh, she indicted Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah. Okay. But um uh
1: this guy Damien this new guy is a Merrick Garland clerk and a John Paul Stevens clerk. So
0: you can't get better liberal credentials than that. Um uh I don't know about Merrick Garland, man. I mean I think it's first of all kind of idiotic to now bring a federal case against the guys who are already convicted of murder of Arbery. And, and the federal case now will be that it was a, it was a a race motivated crime. It was a hate crime. It's like, who wants to open that can of worms in the current political environment? They're going to jail forever. Okay. What do you you want to make it forever, forever? Of course it's insane. He's a super weird guy. He's a weird guy.
1: Uh, uh, if you I, say I, so, I could,
0: I could go on. Uh, I've already complained a little. Uh, maybe I will. Uh, I, I'm more in the paragraph. I'm told he's a very recently. pleasant
1: guest at dinner parties.
0: Well, you're plugged into those kinds of circles. No, um, You'd know. I wouldn't. The me likes, fi- not the likes of me. Let me. Um. It, it, it's interesting. He's. He's
1: proving that maybe it wasn't so terrible that Mitch McConnell kept him off the Supreme Court.
0: Um. I. 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 Well. I. I. I mean, it was, from my view, in terms of who wound up there instead, but I certainly don't think it right. was a great choice.
1: Um the, Other things Vicki Ward said.
0: First, The Vanity uh, Fair reporter, the Vanity whose Fair story, reporter. by the way, just a little background, when she brought, this was before any of this had broken, she had a profile of Epstein that had some kind of unflattering stuff in it, and she delivered it to Vanity Fair, and I guess uh, Epstein Heard that it was in the works. Lobbied Graydon Carter against it, and apparently at one point he came out of his uh, door, his front door, and there was a bullet on the porch. In any you, event, after that they kind of spiked key parts of the story, right? Well, she, she she had she had the testimony of the
1: farmers. She had victims. Okay, uh, and, 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 they, cut, and the, they cut and
0: Graydon Carter cut all and that they out. cut
1: all the sex stuff out at the last minute. She says it was already in galleys, and and then it got cut out by Graydon Carter, who um after Epstein had personally visited the offices of Vanity Fair, he actually showed up in the Vanity Fair offices to talk to Graydon Carter and Graydon Carter says, Oh, well, we, we just didn't have it nailed down. And, uh, you know, it's all very, uh, it's, it's, it's and, like and
0: the, there was this bullet on my porch. And, it's like and the sci- like it's like
1: the Scientology meeting with the IRS. What did Epstein tell them, tell Graydon Carter, that got him to, ch- to, to change the story. And, you know, Epstein I was he, very thuggish and threatening. I mean, he didn't hot. Ha- you know, there's well, ample evidence. Well, again, of
0: that. so again, apparently somebody left a bullet on his yeah. on grave. Vicky porch. Ward,
1: when he was trying to talk Vicky Ward out of it, he said, you know, he kept saying, you know, you know, how is your how is your newborn baby coming? You know, and where what right. hospital are you going to give it give birth at, and et cetera, et cetera. Right. So, uh, he's 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 very scary. One of Ward's points is he didn't just get money from Wexner Leslie Wexner of the limited he was a he was a crook long he, crook making a lot of money by like fleecing Europeans by having them safeguard assets in their names and then stopping returning their phone calls when they wanted to get their assets back so there's Epstein that Epstein was Epstein yeah so he's 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 and he was the allegedly one of the masterminds behind the Hoffenberg uh, insight, uh ponzi scheme you know, and he escapes, got free and Hoffenberg took the rap and went to jail. uh, That. um, He, um, he seems to be. uh, I've always said he's just much more thuggish than we realize. I mean, he's. Well, look,
0: Wexner. I mean, you know, uh, there has been speculation about Wexner. He was in kind of the trucking business for for, by virtue of being in the garment industry you know, Epstein's de facto predecessor, you know, okay, so Wexner is this guy, you know, he did the limited Victoria's Secret. Uh, he has his estate in, in, in the Midwest, it's somewhere in middle America where, uh, I think it's in Ohio actually, where, um, uh, I think one of the farmer sisters, right? The farmer, there's two farmers, right? The, right. the, uh, and one of them felt that she was in effect being involuntarily confined and finally right. got out. But, right. but, but, um, And uh, and anyway, so, you know, Epstein had this position in Wexner's empire as, you know, at one point he had power of attorney, actually. And and the predecessor of his who was uh, the the guy who was most nearly his predecessor uh, in the or at least a guy who had the job before him. And I think right before him, a job that that is more or less the the same, um, you know, was killed in a mob style hit the day before he was going to testify uh, what, I don't think he was going to testify necessarily about right. Wexner, but there's some weird shit right. going on. What, involved. what
1: Vicky Ward points out is that all sorts of people are saying nasty things about Epstein now, but they didn't say it when he was alive. And why didn't they say it when he's alive? Maybe because they were worried that he would take reprisals against them. Um, yep. The uh, The other point she makes is that the story was dead until that Prince Andrew photo cropped up. That that was the story that finally got the mainstream media interested in Epstein because it was a big name uh, that the British tabloids,
0: you know, wanted to write about, uh, which I hadn't realized. I hadn't well, realized the, that, well, the Miami Herald thing is what put it on America's radar. Screen, right. But the the the, Miami Herald before piece. that,
1: before that, it was the what put it on sort of what got newspaper editors all over the world interested in it and it eventually wound up in, in the you know, the Miami Herald helping it out was the Andrew thing. The Miami Herald thing, they had a Trump angle. They loved it because it was an anti-Trump point. And uh, there seems a point of the trial where the, um, the prosecutors are making sort of gratuitous anti-Trump, you know, uh, mentions like that. They, they mentioned Mar-a-Lago and a visit to Mar-a-Lago. It doesn't seem to me it had all that much, uh, all that important. But if you were a democratic prosecutor who wanted to like do your bidding, for the party, you would make the trial as much about Trump and as little about George Mitchell and Bill Clinton as you possibly could. Hmm. Uh and they seem to be doing that. Um, hmm. so, well,
0: I mean it's it it is uh the, it is a prosecutor the, appointed by a democratic yeah, president. The fix
1: um, is in. That's my new line. Hmm.
0: Uh uh disappointment. Prove me wrong. I mean, it'll be disappointing if uh, you 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 would think they would have no trouble nailing her, nailing Ghislaine. Um But uh, well, and no, then the whole thing is they're gonna they,
1: the whole thing was that they they convict her and then they negotiate with her to have her turn over the list of names. But plus, they have all the allegedly these alleged videos anyway in their possession, so it's it it, it now. It'll be a huge did, scandal. Anyway, go ahead.
0: I did hear a podcast uh, with, you know, Benjamin Weiser, our friend uh, at the New York Times. Yes. Um, who looked deeply, apparently, into the uh, Epstein death. He seems pretty convinced that it wasn't a suicide, for what that's Was worth. not. I, I mean, that it, was, that it was, I'm sorry, that it was a suicide. And, and the, 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 uh, a couple of things like, you know, at some point before, you know, when he was in jail, He was like all chipper and they did the suicide evaluation and he said, no, I love life. Who would want to be dead? Blah, blah, blah. But then apparently two things happened. One is uh, he found out he was going to, he wasn't going to get out on, on bail. He was going to have to stay in prison. Uh, I think that was it. Uh, And, uh, and then the second thing is, and this was like almost day of or day before the suicide, there was a big document dump uh, that, uh, that 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 brought out a lot of the details in a way that made him look a lot obviously worse. Those two things happened in fairly rapid succession, and then he died.
1: that would convince you to commit suicide Did he deal with the neck wound? Does he deal with the fact that the prison was run by a Dominican gang? Does he confront he those didn't things? get
0: into that he did you should call him. He didn't get into He's that
1: He's obviously not a listener of this podcast
0: could be uh but um, you know. Uh, anyway, I'll 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 take a look. This is an article you
1: wrote or a podcast?
0: I was listening to the podcast on the Daily last this this past week. Oh, okay.
1: But it, so it's, did it did it have the breathless uh, guy? Is he still on it? I believe this
0: was one hosted Michael by Mambara. the breathless guy. So you're saying Jeffrey Epstein died in prison? <laughs> That's exactly oh. right, Michael. So um, <laughs> um the uh, okay the, no but but the uh. Usually they have written a piece or are writing a piece when they're on that podcast. So it's probably a piece by okay. them. My
1: other big trials, uh, briefly, Jesse Smollett, uh, is that how you pronounce his name? Uh, I, my, my only line is I don't think he should go to jail. He should be convicted, oh, humiliated,
0: but he should not go Slate to jail. Slate pitch. Slate pitch by Mickey. Well, I no, thought everybody, be, well, you know,
1: jail's for murderers. This guy, this guy didn't oh, murder come anybody. come on.
0: No, I, look. First of all, filing a false, lying to the police, a filing deal. a false police report is a big deal.
1: He should be it on. It is a big. He should be a huge sign and be on probation. Not for only
0: that. Not years. only that, but he was like you know, uh, exploiting you know, kind of parasitic upon the whole movement that is motivated by what they see as genuine concerns about uh, you know racially motivated violence. And, he's, and, and the funny thing is that some, some people in that movement have kind of stood up for him, but, but, but he was exploiting that movement. And, and uh, no, he should do jail time. That, Lying? No, it's harsh, like, it's like he, you, can't, you can't let people he, get away manufacturing. People don't with do jail time
1: for, for fucking smashing your window and stealing your computer.
0: Well, they should do jail time, too. They should be in his cell. They should put them all in one cell. Um. And introduce him to. He, the, he, by the way, is the guy who who faked the uh, hate crime against him in Chicago. Um,
1: uh, okay, well, see, I'm a bleeding heart liberal, but it does seem to me that uh, this is pretty I, damn humiliating for him and all the people who supported him. And
0: well, I'm, sure, I'm but happy to declare victory, but the deal can't be. That if you're this high-profile person with a great career and it's ruined by your crime, you don't go to jail. But if you're a nobody, you go to jail. That doesn't make sense. No, I don't think a
1: nobody. The reason he's suffering is because he he's did.
0: a famous actor, and you're saying that's you're saying famous actors shouldn't go to jail because I don't they think suffer enough. People who commit do people
1: who who submit false reports of crime routinely go to jail? I doubt it. They're letting everybody out of prison. I doubt that the people who who routinely who uh, nobody who reported falsely reported that their husband beat them or something, that person's not going to go to jail.
0: I don't know. I, I think there is also a question of like how much of society's uh, resources are you using with a false report? How much of the government? You should build them.
1: Can... Build this guy. Make him work his ass off to. Chicago. Eh, but also pay back the immaterial, city of Chicago.
0: immaterial resources. Uh, never mind. I'll. 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 uh... You're a hard I'll, man. I'll reflect on this. I, I am a hard man. Um.
1: Uh. I have other topics. There's um. Supposedly the Iran negotiations are going better. Uh. Because a little
0: hint of that over the last forty-eight hours. In, in I don't part know because
1: the Russians intervened and told Iran to get off the dime, and you have to wonder if that's somehow tied in with the Ukraine negotiations, and Biden's allegedly soft response to Russia, which doesn't seem that out of line to me. But uh, this all has to be part
0: of one big negotiation, right? Well, I don't know how much leverage Russia has with Iran. I don't think as much as they would have with Syria. Um... Supposedly, both they and the EU ganged up with
1: them and said, your last demands were too strident. You need to soften your tone. And they
0: did well the e u uh well i mean russia has leverage by virtue of being one of the parties to the deal there you know the the uh the u s is the is the party to the deal that's no longer a party to the deal uh and uh you know the e u has leverage by virtue of saying that it you know how it will handle sanctions going forward and so on if that's what you mean Maybe Russia has some influence, and they may have some other Just the, influence. The, stories I, I I read,
1: the stories i read the stories i read in maybe in the New York Times suggested that they had had some influence, and that things are are looking better uh and
0: yeah know. who knows i I mean you know also uh I mean there have been these reports about Israel asking the u s to stage a military strike against uh Iranian forces in Yemen or something, and also about Israel trying to arrange for the U.S. to uh, supply air refueling capabilities in the event that Israel attacks Iran, uh, you know, depending on the outcome of the talks. Of course, for for Israel, if the talks are successful, that's bad news. I mean, they consider bad news. Uh, and if they're unsuccessful, they can uh, claim it's bad news, I guess. On the other hand, all of these kinds of reports, you know, Israel planning attack. Yeah, well yeah. They the yeah, the yeah, they they are sometimes tactical leaks. Did you, even even if people like Jeffrey Goldberg sometimes choose to believe them and put them on the front page of the Atlantic. Did you see that uh did you see that um
1: Trump has turned against Netanyahu? And says he came to realize that Netanyahu wasn't serious about making peace with the Palestinians? Uh
0: well, well wait, feels first used this- about
1: him on the Iran front also.
0: But did he say that recent? There's something he said a while ago that came to light about Netanyahu, right? It was after Netanyahu uh, sent uh, a, a, some kind of greeting to Biden after Biden's election. That pissed Trump off. And that fact just got reported this week, right? Yeah, I think that's right. Something Trump said about that.
1: Yeah. The question is, will Trump uh, disown his son-in-law who was pushing the, who, you know, had Netanyahu as a house guest when he was 13 or something? And was undoubtedly pushing
0: a pro-Netanyahu line in the Trump administration. Um, Well, I think there's no doubt that, you know, Netanyahu and Trump's son-in-law and people like Sheldon Adelson uh, have a certain amount to do with with Trump withdrawing from the deal. Uh, There are now a lot of Israeli officials being quoted as saying they wish that America hadn't gotten out of the deal, but now they tell us.
1: Did you read... um Walter Russell Mead's piece calling for a strong defense of the Ukraine. Made, uh, no, but I could have predicted it. You should. Well, you should have asked me that as a test, and I would have passed. It. It, it made. Uh, it made one point that I hadn't realized. I mean, I. I, I tend to focus on the origin of uh, the current Ukraine regime, which was, uh, you know, Putin has a point when he said it was a coup. Uh, the 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 new regime did not was not the a successor regime within the old constitution. They ripped up the old constitution and uh, and installed this new guy in what was essentially a coup. So we shouldn't go around saying we're uh, promoting democracy. But what Meade points out is that since then, the uh, pro-Western forces have, have basically been winning in Ukraine, that Ukraine has become the popularly uh much more pro western and and moscow is losing and the reason they need to have a war now is because it's their last chance mm-hmm. uh and and that was an interesting point that i hadn't realized uh, that the that, that the people may not have been for the western regime back then but now they are
0: yeah i've heard that uh, uh the, I, I mean i've heard that sentiment has been moving somewhat away from Putin, but I never know like who they're talking to because I think sentiment is somewhat divided between East and West to begin with. Right. And I assume that that a lot of Western news sources are from Western Ukraine. So I don't, I don't know exactly what all that means. And of course it, it isn't, it isn't just that Putin has that, uh, that, that, ouster of the the uh, the pro-Russian president as a grievance, although I think it's understandable that he does, given the clear evidence of of some kind of American role in that. Um, but, you know, he wants to stop certain things from happening. He does not want Ukraine to become part of NATO. And in that sense, if there is more and more uh, sentiment, pro-Western sentiment, he's getting more and more alarmed, I guess, that, that that might happen. There's also the fact that we have been sending weapons... To uh, Ukraine to to you know fight the uh, the rebels in eastern Ukraine who more or less have possession of eastern U- Ukraine. Meade says
1: he wants it for wants it for more than that. He wants it to dominate the region, especially the Black Sea, I guess, and and sort of be a more intimidating military presence. So he wants if, to do that. I guess he w- would want all of Ukraine, and you know it's Ukraine was part of a uh, part of the Soviet Union and. Uh, you know, if you read, uh, if you read Eugene Onegin, I'm probably mispronouncing it. By, um, excuse me.
0: Yeah, well, Ukraine isn't just part of the, the Soviet Union.
1: I, the events in yeah, Eugene Onegin happen in Ukraine.
0: Okay, it's all Russian. Okay. The events, the events of what? What is we're There are
1: events in Eugene Onegin that happen. Which is the great epic poem. Of the great Russian poet whose name, who was an eighth black and whose name I'm forgetting because I'm senile.
0: He was uh, he was an octoroon?
1: Yes. It's the most famous Russian poet. Who is the most famous Russian poet? Uh, Pushkin. Oh,
0: Pushkin. Was he, yeah. he was, he was one eighth black? Yeah. Who knew? His
1: grandfather was an Ethiopian general who was given Aww. to the czar as a sort of gift and became a Russian general. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so is
0: it a, is it a poem about like medieval times? Because supposedly no, Ukraine was the cradle of Russian civilization no, it's back a poem. then.
1: It's a poem about the time in which Pushkin lived, it, and it, okay. you know that he goes the the he goes back to his farm, and his farm's in the Ukraine. Okay, it's like you know.
0: Okay, but there's it, also the fact that supposedly Ukraine is considered by some the cradle of Russian civilization, no, going back to me, no, okay. medieval times. Okay. Anyway. Um, and there's always
1: been a, a, a pro-Ukrainian separatist movement, yeah. too. I mean I was wandering around Russia. I was running around wandering around Washington, D.C. a couple of months ago, and there's this giant statue in the middle of, you know, uh, uh, the P Street area there near Georgetown. and I've always wondered what it was, and it's a statue for Ukrainian independence that some Ukrainians had managed to get the government to put up there. Uh, so um, it's mm-hmm. not like this is a new issue.
0: Um, the – um, just quickly, I mean, remember, after the Cold War, uh, there were people who – well, first of all, the people who thought we should dissolve NATO, but certainly there were a lot of people, including even Tom Friedman, who thought we should not expand NATO eastward. Clinton started that by first just like, you know, Poland, you know, whatever. Right. But those are Warsaw Pact nations that had been part of the yeah. – Soviet alliance. Then gradually we started eating into the former Soviet Union. The Baltic states right. had been part of the Soviet Union. And now to go for Ukraine, I mean, that's that's as close but, as you can come. And, and look, Mickey, you know- I, I'm not for great, that. Great, strong, yeah, well, good. Neither am I. Uh, you got to understand it was totally unnecessary. I think it's been completely counterproductive. And, and some people say, well, man, it's a good thing we did expand NATO. Look at how aggressive Putin is. His aggression is always in right. response to the expansion of well, NATO. This, this, is, this gets to a point that
1: I wanted to raise, and it's a, a point uh, – I'll get to the point. It's a point raised by what's happened to the Confederate stat, – the statue of Robert E. Lee in Charlottesville, which is yeah. they're melting it down, and they're not just melting it down. They said they'd put it in a museum. instead. They they're melting it down, and they're turning it into a statue – for racial justice and against white supremacy, okay so they're really rubbing the noses of this pro statue people uh, in it. Uh, and I, I wonder, is rubbing the noses of the losers always a mistake? In other words, that, that's what we did to Russia. We won the Cold War and instead and we rubbed their noses in it by by letting all these countries into NATO and saying, "Haha, mm-hmm. you lost now we're going to turn the screws on you." And that produced this counter, this uh, counterproductive reaction on Putin's part. And I'm thinking in the South, this is going to produce a counterproductive reaction. If you want these pro-statue people to melt away into the background, don't melt down the statue and turn it into a pro, uh, an anti-white supremacy statue. Just take down the statue. Go hide it somewhere. Bury it in the ground. Do something. Uh, and uh, in, in the other examples... That, that I don't know about would be after World War II, did we rub, uh, did we rub Germany and Japan's noses in it? With Japan, we certainly didn't. Uh, no, but, uh, we didn't. The, the, Germany, you know, we I don't think our we did. Lesson.
0: No, we didn't. We had learned our lesson from World War I. In World War I, we did, and that was widely thought to have contributed to World War Two. And, and so we didn't do it. In, we did the opposite. The Marshall Plan helped Germany we didn't we didn't impose uh reparations on them and that kind of shit we did the opposite and it worked i guess i uh, the only reason i'm
1: i'm hesitating was there 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 was some evidence that i read that german soldiers after the, after world war in the immediate aftermath aftermath of world war two were put in camps where they were basically starved to death a lot of them or that, or a i, lot of I them wasn't didn't. aware of that and and it was it was a lot harsher than than you know we learn today, uh, it was, it didn't last for long and you're right. You're right. Right. But, but I but, would
0: say if that happened, it was probably a, in effect, a military policy, you know, occupying whoever was running the occupation did it or something as opposed yeah. to it being, you know, the post-war strategy agreed upon by the yeah. allies, which and, is, right. you know, so it wasn't the equivalent of, of, of the Versailles treaty and, uh, yeah. and, and all of that, yeah. you know?
1: And yet, Right, and the other great example is Re- Reconstruction, which gets back to Charlottesville. I mean, Lincoln wanted to treat the South relatively benignly. He was killed, right? And uh, right. hardliners took over, and the result was a Reconstruction that pissed off so much of the South that they, as soon as they got were able to, they reinstalled Jim Crow, and things went back in the other direction. So has right. has has rubbing people's noses in it ever uh, ever been? a wise policy.
0: Right. No, I am for magn- magnanimity and victory, as you know from all the times I've, I've defeated you and, and, and not gloated well, I was it. thinking, you know, that your Omicron mistake, I
1: mean, I was relatively benign. I could have rubbed your nose in it. And, and in fact, they, I, was so, <laughs> I was so benign that my friend sent me an email saying he was touched
0: at how benign I was. Who is this asshole? Disclose his name. Ari Posner. do wait for the paywall. Ari it was Posner. Ari Posner, correct. Should have saved that for the paywall. So Ari <laughs> listens to us. Wow, he to I it, to him and- it, it
1: it it's um uh, Ari's a great guy. We're having lunch, but um
0: he is uh, very funny.
1: Yes, uh, maybe this is all a joke that I didn't. I mean, obviously he was joking, but uh, he wasn't Did he write actually. Did the culture moved?
0: of plagiarism piece for the the I New Republic? The um, one with Casper, the 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 ghost on the. I think so. Cover yes. to signify ghost writing. You
1: know? um, the um, you never know. Uh, um, so
0: it, uh, we should. Hey, it's been like. Uh, has it been an hour? Probably close. I don't know. I, I where's my timer? Where's my like? I don't know.
1: It's been an hour and two minutes,
0: Bob. Oh, it's about time. Uh, um, uh, you know, there is other foreign policy stuff I wanted to talk about, but go ahead. Uh, you know, gotta give them the impression we start- we're giving them something extra, Bob. Like Wayne right. Newton
1: in Las Vegas. They're telling us to stop, but no, we're having such a good time that we're going to keep it going. I can okay. tell you're buying into um, this.
0: What's a Wayne Newton song I could sing? What were his songs? Yeah, there's only one that everybody remembers. Donka Correct. Baby um, Donka Shane. Hey. Eh, okay. Um, stop now? Stop, stop now. Um, well, what, what was the foreign policy you wanted to talk about Oh, there's so much. There's so much. I don't know. But, but it's not like you want to promise it as parrot room content, because I, I don't think it's a proven winner in terms of fundraising. You know? Yeah. Foreign well, policy. so. No, nobody gives a shit about foreign policy. So talk about it. So we should talk about it here and tell them to escape it. Yeah. You have to enter the. There you go. Room. Like, if you want to hear shit that you don't care about, stay here. If <laughs> you don't, go to patreon.com slash parrot room, put down El Dinero, and you will uh, gain accesso. To the parent room, Bob. You just canceled yourself. Yo hablo español. All okay. right. Um. So, talk um, about your foreign policy thing already. Which one? Uh, so, well, first of all, on the on the on the threat on the kind of not accommodating the reality of other reasonably powerful nations. I mean. Russia again it's not like a rising power but it's got nuclear weapons you know if you know if if it wants some degree of control over its region that's hardly unprecedented in great power politics but China isn't is is an absolutely rising power and all rising powers throughout history have expanded their military footprint anyway there was this big alarmist piece in the Wall Street Journal this week about the fact that reportedly China is Hoping to establish a military base in Equatorial Guinea, which is in Africa. And the way the Wall Street Journal reporter put it was that having, you know, being able to refuel and refit ships, quote, opposite the east coast of the United States is setting off alarms in the Pentagon and blah, blah, blah. Well, first of all, it's opposite Brazil. Okay. If you look at where it is, it is further away from Miami than China is from Seattle. It is like, it's like they're not getting closer, and you know this reporter is trying to turn this into this major. Security well, also we threat. have
1: bases that, all over the world, so they have some bases course, all over the of world Of course,
0: of course. And, and and we didn't before we were a great power, and then we did. This is the and, point. This is
1: the point. A problem I have with Mearsheimer. It seems to me, if China were not a communist nation, they would be much less of a threat. It's not just that they're a great power; it's that they're a great communist power that does not want to be part of the ordinary world of democracies. I mean, Th- they're different. That we can argue. whether They're out to show that they're superior to us. I'll tell you and, what. And they're very whether... threatened. And because they're, a, they're, they're basically a dictatorship that's precarious, they're very threatened in a way that if they were, you know,
0: Angela Merkel, the Chinese Angela Merkel running China, would they would not be. Whether that's a threat is something we can argue about in the parrot room. No, we yeah. disagree. I, I, I think basically... You think of them as a rising power, and that's that's what they are. Well, and so uh, India they, are, they so, are. So India has I mean, to be a rising all, power not,
1: too. If if if, if you, you, I think I think your previous argument was that India doesn't have much of a military. Well, under the mearsheimer theory, they will have a military because all rising powers have a military. So they will vastly expand their military, and they will challenge China.
0: Well, they already have nuclear weapons. Right, but they don't have a big navy. They will soon have a big navy. No. Um, Okay, but uh, let's see. What There's else Fred, is for the Fred Kaplan's piece
1: on our military, which was I thought very good in Slate, that basically said we're, the the new defense budget they just passed is 25 billion more than even Biden asked for, uh, so mm-hmm. we're just we're throwing money at the problem of sort of Chinese weapons, and well, that doesn't bother me that much. What bothers me is that, as Fred said, the the, the they they haven't done any of the analysis as to what weapons uh, we really need. They're just throwing money at all of them. For example, we're building a new aircraft carrier where there's a whole debate over whether you want more big ships or do you want a Navy filled with a lot of small ships or do you want to have a combination of both? They haven't had that debate. They're just throwing money at it. Um, And Fred's best point was uh, ICBMs, we're basically just replicating our ICBM force on land when there's a good argument that we should have fewer ICBMs on land where they're vulnerable. We don't need them anyway. Uh, and they're not having that argument. They're just throwing money at it. So um, I, I thought that was a, a good piece.
0: Fred is very good. And uh, speaking of Fred's, by the way, Fred Hyatt died. You saw it, right? Yeah, that was on my list. I was go- uh, we, could talk, we could talk about that in the I was going to talk he about the, that uh, he was the uh op- He was the editor of the uh, opinion page. I have Wall no, no
1: particular line in him except that he was a very, very nice man.
0: Yeah, we can. Um, so, uh, we can talk in the parrot room. The um, oh, the sad. the uh, we could talk about this uh, trans swimmer for Penn who's destroying all records.
1: Oh, if you want. Uh, okay. Are we doing? Our you ex-
0: you're not into that issue.
1: Not that much. We we can talk, but that's okay. Um, it takes one to tango, Bob. It takes one uh, to tango in the parrot room. Uh, that's what
0: we say in the parrot room.
1: We could talk about uh, crime in. Los Angeles, we can talk about the mountain lions coming down from the hills to patrol our. I neighborhoods. saw
0: your tweet, man. That that was like a po- that was like signs of the apocalypse level they, shit, man.
1: They want to you eat got a-
0: mountain lions roaming the streets of affluent <laughs> suburbs in Southern California. Well, they're doing
1: it. Um, they're they want to eat our dogs. Uh, we can talk about Mr. Zamour. Feed, feed
0: him the cats. Feed him the cats. We can, um
1: we can talk about Mr. Zamour in France. We can talk about As we, Jeffrey Goldberg's plan to have the Atlantic for the foreseeable future be all about Trump, 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 and what fun that's going to be. Um, we can talk about Boris Johnson's decline. We can talk about David Brooks's divorce from conservatism. Oh, yeah. Uh, somebody
0: wanted us to talk about David Brooks, somebody on Twitter. Right. I didn't know what they meant, but apparently you do.
1: Uh, we can talk about uh, why I'm— Substack convinced me, perversely, not to go paid for with my newsletter. Uh, we can gloat about BuzzFeed's stock decline if you want. We can talk about uh, Jesus, Mickey. We
0: don't have all night, man. Wrap and it up I have. Here.
1: I, I we we can talk a little bit about reader comments about our discussion of the Beatles, which seemed to be a little harsh and
0: hostile. Uh, yeah, we got to bring them in. No, we got to We got to slap some of the some of some of the commenters on the wrist, I think they said we got we to show them who's boss. I have something else I want to say about the Beatles, uh, a little a little micro moment about the Beatles documentary.
1: One guy, one guy who I actually know is a nice guy, said the most annoying thing you can possibly say. Do better. Oh, I hate that. Do so better much. is even worse than what happened to you. Do better is the it worst is. You're kicker. You're exactly
0: right. That is the hierarchy of insults. You're right. Do better is the most annoying insult. Um, it's worse than you're better than that, even. You're, yeah. It's do better, you're, you're
1: better than that, what happened to you, I think. Or maybe. And why is
0: your, why is your apartment so small?
1: <laughs> no, it's now we know why your apartment's so small. Right. Because we went. Um, we read Ben Smith's article and we know you're being punished for your Trumpism. So you're being forced to live in a small apartment.
0: Okay. So uh, then I'm going to say a little more about, uh, well, we're going to talk a little about the China thing and I'm going to connect it to this ridiculous democracy summit that I hope is wrapping up even as we speak. Oh, I was hoping you would um, address
1: the democracy summit. Good.
0: Yeah. I'll I'll do that in the parrot room. Um, um, I, I don't, Oh, I could tell you about a weird experience I had. I was on the verge of actually buying a car, uh, a perennial parrot room topic. And, and I and there's something mysterious happened that maybe you can explain to me by virtue of your deep understanding of the way car dealerships work but it was pretty strange. I um, don't after 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 my foray into
1: the Beatles, I don't claim deep understanding of anything. But do we, better. Do better. What up? Okay, you could do that. And we can also if we really want to rile people up,
0: we could talk about whether sabermetrics has destroyed baseball. As yes. Well, it's made it longer. Has made it longer. A lot of pitching changes.
1: Freddie DeBoer wrote a Substack post claiming it's baseball is now
0: unwatchable. Well, getting longer. Yeah, it uh, seems like an easy fix. Uh, it seems like you know just. Well, anyway. Um, how could you ban okay.
1: sabermetrics? You people, no, you can't do statistics. No, I mean just, I, no, just limit,
0: like limit how many pitching changes, or say. If you're gonna bring in and every time you bring in a new pitcher, uh, the next batter starts with a one and zero count, or something. there's any number of things. I like I that.
1: Know. I like that every time you, if you every time you take out your starting pitcher, you lose the designated hitter. Whatever pitcher you bring in is going to have to hit.
0: Whatever waterboarding, they can do something. They can do something <laughs> that will stop this. Um. um okay. So. Uh, that's 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 another entertaining episode. I mean, can you imagine, folks, what the what what is like behind the the paywall? If the, if the free one is this good, um, unless unless you have I'm a couple of whole you tired yes. after an hour <laughs> and, and can't uh, produce that. more displays. But that's not is, the
1: case. More displays not of senility. I didn't I cover pretty well for not even remembering Pushkin's name.
0: No, I think it was pretty evident. I took a drink of coffee. I sort of diverted attention no you you spent so long doing that that i i i started <laughs> saying things to cover for you i really did go back and look at the video yeah, okay i was about to dial 911 and then you finally came <laughs> up with it
1: um, okay but um you could have supplied the name that would have helped bob you know
0: i was Next it time. was on the it was on the tip of my tongue because Jeez. honestly i think that's the only russian poet i could think of well go that's how it. ill-versed i am in in the, in the letters Okay, all right. So we will see people at patreoncom room. Uh, okay. or and or next week in this at this place in time. And there's the parrot himself. Go for, the, mean, parrot Go for the parrot room. Room exactly. Yeah, excellent. We'll see him there.